Today's staff is Chaf Gimel, and uh, we're still a little behind. Hopefully we'll catch up soon. We took up on the mission on Chaf Tadam about six lines down in the wide lines. We've just done with the... Uh, we, we've now covered Kiddusha Isha, Yibum, and Evan Ivri. So we're going from, like, a Kinyanim for free people, or an Evan Ivri is this interesting middle state, right? It's to some degree like a Sakhir, to some degree there might be a question of a Kinyan Haguf. And now we go to Evan Knani, which is con- certainly considered fully, like, property. Um, you put something on my uh, not on my Evet Kanani and it's like you put it on my property it's like I'm Konit with a Kenyan Chatzor it's on, so it's, it's on the one hand it's like property on the other hand the Torah insists and the revolution of the Torah is that he's still a human being and he goes free if you mistreat him if you poke out an eye or a tooth um, times with the master could even be um, you know Chayev Misa and so on so um, that's the status of an Evet Kanani now we, so that's the next one we move to Evet Kanani Nikne Bekesef Bishar an Evitnani is purchased, is acquired through money, star, a document, and chazaka. And taking chazaka is a way of, right, of mastery, of showing ownership, which we'll see what that means in the Gemara, basically is having him perform an act of service to you. Now, that is the same as the Gemara is going to immediately say of karka, so there you again see the comparison to, to just other types of property. Um, and it's also worth mo- noting that the chazaka was not present by the Evit Ivri. So chazaka, which is the most that is demonstrated of a sense of like taking something as a piece of property under my control is specifically by Evet Kanani and not by Evet Ifri. Um, can get his own freedom if other people give money to the master to free him. Um, and that's, you can't be forced on the master, but if the master agrees, but it's other people, not he himself, because we'll see in the Gemara there's a whole question of whether it's even possible for an Evet Kanani to own his own property and to own his own money. But if other people pay for his freedom and the master agrees, he goes free. Ubishtar Aideatmo or so master. How how it's Aide. I mean he bought him, he owns it. No, I go ahead. I feel bad for this Evid. You and the Evid, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Either I feel bad for the Evid or I make a deal. If I free you, then will you agree to pay me back once you get freed or something of that nature? And then I pay the master the money and the master agrees to free him for the money I'm but paying the master. Money he wants, yeah. Right, it's totally up to the master. But no. it's the uh, the same way Kesef Kiddush it could be any money the uh, woman wants. But if the master agrees to free him by accepting money for for him, then whatever that agreed upon money is, once that money changes hands, he goes free. Ubishtar and a writ of manumission, a star shichur, you write hare ata ben chorin and you give it to the slave, mo, delivered directly to the slave. That's what Meir says. Does that mean to exclude, deliver to other people or not? We'll see in the Gemara. He can, by money, even, I'll read this, whatever, the Gemara is going to analyze exactly what the positions are, but I'll read it this way. By money, even he can give the money himself. It's possible for a slave to own, have his own, uh, you know, bank account, have his own money, have his own possessions. So even he can free himself money, again, if the master agrees. And by a writ given to other people. Does that mean only given to other people, not given to him? That would be strange. Anyway, we'll see about that in the Gemara. But even when he is redeeming himself from his own, from money that he is giving, it has to be other people's money. Now, what does that mean? Other people's money. Presumably, it means that any money he earns, or if he finds a lost object, that automatically belongs to his his master. No way he can pocket that. But if somebody gave him a gift of money, and on the condition or on the assumption that it would be just for him, that's a way he could have his own money. 
So it's, it's his own money he's giving his master, but it's money that came from other people. Any money he earned would directly belong to his master, and he would obviously not be able to use it. So, he pays the money, but it came from other people. If he, if he earned the money himself, it's not his money. It goes straight to his master. If somebody else gave him the money and gave him the money, let's say even explicitly, that he should own it and not his master, that's then he is paying the money himself, but it originated in, from other people. It, it came from other people. No, because that, we're going to see that according to the Tanakhama, even in that case, he can't own the money. Okay, we'll see all this in the Gemara. Okay, Minolan. Now, um, where do you know this from? Minolan, let's first start with Kesef Shan Chazaka before we get to the more complicated Kesef discussions. You should bequeath them, these slaves, to your children afterwards. For to inherit as a, uh, you know, as a, uh, uh, what's it called? As a, uh, what's, an, what's a good word for Achusa? Inheritance. But more anyway, it's sort of like an ancestral type of a, you know, inher- inheritance. So, just like an ancestral field. That's the Achuza. The same with this ancestral field, or just field, Karka. Is acquired, as we're going to see when we get to the next Mishnah, by three things. Money, Arit, and Chazaka. So, this act of taking possession. So, again, that makes it, as you, you probably are aware, that throughout Shas there's a discussion about an Evid Kanani being compared to Karka for various halachas in which there's exceptions in terms of things that are karka and here very clearly is this comparison being made and to demonstrate how the act of possession is taking place, which again really underscores this idea of Evid Kanani is now we're dealing with something that really is treated um, as property. Okay, so, Kesvet Shabu Chazaka. Now, one minute, when you buy a field of, uh, an ancestral field that goes back to the owners in the Yovel, maybe that goes back, let's say you bought it from a non-Jew. question is, how did the original person own the Evid Kanani to sell it to you? But anyway, let's say that in whatever that person is, if the person is a Jew or non-Jew, sells you this Evid Kanani, maybe it goes back. Um, we question, does that mean he would go free, Biovel, or just go back to the original owner? But anyway, either way, that's the Havamina, Tamad Omar, the Olam Bahem Ta'avodu. No, you should work for them for forever. And um, there there's, uh, although the Olam Bahem Ivri meant he goes free, Biovel, here there's no possible to indicate that, so it means that they do not have that halacha. It's a permanent sale, it's, but it's like Karka, it's Acquired by Kesef Shar and Chazaka. Now we'll see in a minute what Chazaka is. Um, Tana. Now, but then to what? Now we're going to focus on other possible means of acquisition, which again underscore the question of how of the Eved being similar to just standard property. Tana. After Chalipin, he can even be acquired through Chalipin, right? You exchange, you give something in exchange for the Eved, or you do the handkerchief, which is more even a symbolic type of a thing, and then through that, you know, the uh, owner takes the uh, takes the handkerchief, and then the Eved now belongs to the other person. Um, the original owner takes the handkerchief, and now the Eved belongs to the other person. Um, okay, so the Tana Didan, um, our Tana, why did he not mention Chalipin? Because um, he wanted to emphasize the ways in which it's similar to Karka, because that's explicit in the Pasuk. Although Karka is also acquired by, Metatul, by, by Chalipin, that's true. Chalipin works both by Karka and by Metatlin. It doesn't work by Isha, remember. 
right? But it works again, an interesting difference. This also highlights the way in which this is more property. Chalipin doesn't work by Isha, but Chalipin does work by Karka and Metophilin. Nevertheless, our mission wanted to mention the things that were distinctive to Karka and not Metophilin. But it is true, it also works for Metophilin. Okay, it only wanted to mention things that were not a Metophilin, something that is a Metophilin, Loktani didn't want to mention, but you know what, that's also true. Presumably because, now the question is, is this because an evidence is like Metophilin, or is this because an evidence is like Karka, but Chalipin also works for Karka? Let's work with that assumption for now, that it's still the Karka comparison. Okay, Amar Shmuel, but now we're going to go even further, says Shmuel, Now this is clearly treating him like Metatolin, to be acquired by dragging him towards you. That's something that only works by Metatolin. Ketzad, um, how is that true? Tukfobatzal, you grab hold of him and you schlep him towards you. Then you acquire him. Karobatzal, but if you call him, hey, come here, and he came, you did not acquire him, because that did not show you're not in the end, he is choosing to listen to you. So it's not showing that you are taking him under your control. Right? I can call you and you can come to me. Yeah, but okay? I demand that you come and he can. Well, okay, but it's, well, that might be, you're talking more like a chazaka type of a thing. Anyway, the point is, is that it's not you are pulling him towards you. He is choosing. So the Gemara says, now, now we get why our Tana did not mention Mashiach. If Shmuel is right that Mashiach works, uh, because Milsa de Isamim Tata Loktani, you didn't want to mention things that existed by Matatali. Okay, it only wanted to mention things that are only by Karka. The rest of Matatali Loktani. Ella, um, uh, I'm sorry, Milsa the where did I skip a line? Milsa the Isa Matatli Loktani, the Lesser Matatli Ktani. Ella Dultana Bra, but the Tana who mentioned Khalipin, who's also mentioning things that work by Matatli, Nisni Mashika, why not mention Mashik as well? Now Kiktani Milsa the Isa Bambi Makarka Bambi Matatli. Even that other Tana mentioned things that were all that were still limited his list to things that were true by Karka. He was willing to include in his list things that worked for Karka and Matatalin, but still his list were things that worked by Karka. That only works by Metatoli, not by Karka. Loktani, he didn't mention. Now, of course, that's the Gemara is making it sound like everybody agrees. There's just a question about what what you're going to put on, what you're going to mention. But everybody agrees. Of course, one could wonder. Really, it's true that everybody agrees to all of these, and particularly Shmuel's innovation is to treat an Eved like a form of Metatolin. Now, I have to say, you know, partly that could be because of the unique the unique nature of the Eved. Meaning, the real question is why is an Eved like Karka? Right, what's distinctive about Karka is that it doesn't move. Something that actually moves, right, is something that you could have other ways of showing your control. You bring it into your onto your property. You know, you draw it, you lift it up. Something like Karka, right, which doesn't move, you can't pull it, put it somewhere that it now shows that it's yours. So you have to do something either external to it, Kesef, Star, maybe Chalipin, or you do something where it is to show your mastery, but not by you know, taking it onto you. So that's the chazaka. You do some act. So you, so if you had to ask me, well, which things are more possible to do by an Eved, it's the metatoling type of kinyanim, right? So why would you go to the karka one? Now, which raises the question, why is an Eved linked to karka? Presumably, I mean, if somebody has a better reason, I'm happy to hear it, but the only sort of like, you know, reason, but presumably it's because, well, if classic use of a vadim were in the, in the fields, right, so they're sort of seen as like one with the karka, like connected to the 
the fields. Now, I'm sure you could have domestic slaves as well. But again, maybe, I don't know, they're somehow seen as a tax to the house. Anyway, right, I mean, that's true. But an ox is still metaltalin. So that doesn't, it's yeah. not a full explanation. So the other possibility, which then, high, so anyway, from that approach, you understand the reasonableness of Shmuel's position. Maybe they have an element like Karka, but you know, they're also movable. So why should we exclude the normal Kinyanin that you have by metaltalin? By the way, there actually is a debate in the Gemara whether Evid is Kimakarkadami or not Kimakarkadami, not by Kinyanin, but by other types of issues, like when certain halachot exclude land, like questions about Geneva or other Kefel, other types of questions, are Avadim excluded as well. Okay, so one idea is, yeah, they're also like Metaltalin, you can also move them. But another way of thinking about it, which makes, uh, I think, which gets to maybe a core issue here is, the more you treat something as chattel, the more you completely make it like just a piece of property. You know what I mean? Like if I can take this into my house and take possession of it, right? the fact that you can't move land means no matter how much I own the man- land, it's somewhat separate from me, right? It's not fully under my control. You know, so, right? Like, I mean, something's in my pocket, something's in my locked house, it's like under my control. But this piece of property, right? I mean, you know, what happens if you're not around in your land, somebody else comes and they have and they have squatters right and they contest your control and all these types of things you remain there remains this gap between you and land that you own as opposed to you and chattel so it seems to me that by avadim there's something nice that limiting it to karka and saying like not fully like property it's not fully like a, a thing that you, that, that you own um, there remains some type of a gap so by Shmuel saying that it is like karkmatoslin right if I can take you by lifting you up Right? There's something very, uh, maybe making you as, like, object dehumanizing about that. Kesev and Shtar is something external that just says that I own you. Right? And even Chazaka, we're going to see, is you do a service for me. But the service demonstrates a type of a relationship. That complete sense of ownership, I think, is more by the Kinyanim that you do by Metaltalin. So I think it's interesting that the Mishnah doesn't mention those Kinyanim, and Shmuel does. And the Brighter tries to say everybody agrees okay but it's a big chiddish I think also how you conceptualize ownership of slaves how much you're making him like a piece of property yes. yeah. I don't know he wants to but the result of Shmuel saying that the Kinyanim of, Chali- of Metatlin works by him to me deepens that sense of the slave as property yes right. so if you want to build this case that the Doma Lakarka prevents total dehumanization yeah the theological basis Lihar right that's a good point and right I actually thought about that right the Gemara's whole question that maybe it's Choseris Labal in the Yovel right that, but in the end he doesn't but that he sense that the land is never right the land is never fully yours exactly yes so yeah, I don't know what you're saying but all objects multiple objects are seen to be owned by somebody mm-hmm. to being by oh that's an interesting point so on, but land and people are, are different land is always there there's lots of unoccupied free land right that's an excellent point I hadn't thought about that there's a whole idea of you know Native Americans like this idea that you could own land right land Land is God. The earth is God. But you're right. Like, there's lots of land in this world that is not owned. It's an excellent point. Okay, so, yes. I was thinking with Joseph also with that Hashem made man in his own image. So there's also that sense of respect. Right. 
for the human. Right, right, exactly. Okay, but in the end, anyway, Shmuel says it is Niknes B'Mishicha. I understand, I'm pointing out the Chiddush of Shmuel. Okay? It's a big jump from the Mishnah, I think. I don't think it's just a technical question. Anyway, where does Shmuel get it from? Right? The Mishnah says how you know that in Eretz like you is Niknes there all these things from a Pazak of, of, of uh, what do you call it? Of, of uh, you know, Shmuel never tells me what his basis is. So Shmuel's like a big Chiddush. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Let's look at it. Now, the Gemara says like this. Ketzad, um, uh, now. What would be an example for... Um, let, let's look at Shmuel's statement about how, um, how uh, Mashiach works. Takfu ba'etso kna'o. Karo ba'etso lo kna'o. So the Gemara says, the karo lo, if you call him and come, he doesn't. You, that's not Mashiach. But we know it is Mashiach by animals. How do you acquire an animal by handing over the reins? That's what Masira is. If you grabbed it by its, um, uh, what's tlafa? The hooves, thank you. Bisa'ara, uh, or the hair, uh, which could mean the tail, but Rashi says it means like the hair by the head. The ukav shaleha, the saddle, thank you. Bishlif shaleha, what's a shlif? A saddlebag? Um, the Pumbia Shabapiha, the bit, what? Just as a load. A load. Okay, the bit in its mouth, Bizo Shabat Savara, in the uh, bell around its neck, Kna'a. So if you grabbed hold of it, by Dafka, by animals, grabbing hold to a part of the animal, though it, it's considered a Kenyan, um, you might need it to be handed over to you. Anyway, Kate said and how about drawing it to you? Karalavi, Hiba'a, if you call in and it comes to you, Oshi, Kishibamako, you hit it with a stick, for Rats Telefonov, and it runs. Once it lifted up a foot and, an, and a leg, you acquired it. It moved like one foot, one step. It has to move its entire length. Anyway, you see that Mashiach works even if you call it and it comes. So why is a slave different? So Ari, so here we get to a difference, obviously, for slaves. Animals don't have their own uh, will. Um, so therefore, if you're calling it sort of instinctively, automatically going, you're completely controlling it moving and it's going because of it's your das that's controlling it so it's like you drew it and then the slave decides to listen to you so you know Michael said well he's a slave he might not have choice but it still is like a decision should I listen or not so ultimately it's his decision and therefore it does not demonstrate your full control so that here's the thing like to turn him into an object if you call him and he chooses to come he is still exhibiting his own subject personhood so you can't acquire him as an object, right? To acquire him as an object, it has to be that you completely objectify him. You have to grab him and drag him, so right? It's so, but it's more dehumanizing yeah. that act, right? Yeah. That's my point. As long as he's demonstrating himself as a person with a will and with a choice, you're not acquiring him, right? Rashi on the Torah a couple of times says this, like, maybe it was even this week's question, so Rashi says, what does kach mean? bidvari means like, you know, talk to them, have them, he says, you not take take them and like drag them like that makes them into an object um, okay but that's what you have to do here it's that, which is again like the counterpoint what we're seeing before right I understand that that I think that there's a big finish in Shmuel's move to talk to, to use Kinyan Metatol in here okay taking into consideration the circumstances in other words how much free will is it if he's in it like you know being almost forced I understand that was Michael's point but you know I guess that's the finish here of the other that any any demonstration meaning any there's still always a choice you know even as an Eved you know I mean so I think that that's 
I understand. I'm saying I think that that's like a, a nice point that it's saying like that anything that you're not physically dragging him, we see him actually choosing even under that status of, of being a slave. Okay. So the Gemara says, Amaravashi, Evet Katan Kibahimadamu. Ah, if he's a minor, then he's, that we don't really assume that he's choosing, you know, then we assume it's more like instinctive. And by a minor, if you call the minor slave, it would work. Okay. So that's a big Kiddush of Shmuel that Mashiach works. Tana Rabbanan. Ketad Chazaka. What? How does Chazaka work by a slave? Now Chazaka by Karka works by you actually doing something to improve the Karka. And there's actually some question that if I do something like to get benefit from the Karka, but I don't improve it, that actually might not be an act of Chazaka, which is interesting, right? Because you would think if anything, the owner is the one that gets the benefit. Like uh, you can hire people to work your land, right? But the owner. But anyway, but somehow mastery by Karka is demonstrated by you, like you're plowing it or fixing the fence or something of that nature. Mastery by the slave, right? Because that, you know, I guess the master, the owner of land, ownership of land goes in two ways. You improve the land that you own and you derive benefit. But demonstrating your relationship to somebody as a slave, it's only in, it's only in one direction. That the person does an act of sort of servile, you know, service to you. So, like, let's say, like, I, he doesn't do an act to me. Let's say put a collar on him. Oh, that's an interesting point. Right, like, you know, you brand him as anything, a slave. You brand him as a slave. That's a good point. Hmm. I wonder, it's a good question. Uh, I wonder if I have to check up if that because it does. So if he undoes the shoe, you know, helps you take your shoes off. Oh, so he follows you afterwards with your like, you know, with your uh, clothes or whatever you need, you know, with you your 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 bathing implements to the uh, bathhouse. Hichito, or you uh, he helps you undress your chito, or he bathes you again. We're still in the bathhouse. It's so funny. All these all these descriptions are in the bathhouse, right? He anoints you with the oil. Gardo, he scrapes you. He'll be show, and then after you're done with the bath, he helps you get dressed again. He even puts your shoe back on. Okay, or so it's so funny. Like why all these bathhouse things? Maybe because that's more servile. Like you know, to somebody, the person who's helping you in the bathhouse is uh, like to somebody else who could maybe be an attendant to you without being a slave. But maybe from like the car. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Presumably any of those types of things. Okay. Uh, all the I under, I under, yeah I don't know I understand but I think any any of those types of things. It is an interesting question, like, how much, how servile would it have to be, right? Like, let's say you have him, I don't know, mow the lawn, right? Which is a normal type of thing that you pay somebody to do. But you could also have your slave mow the lawn. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I mean, my sense is it means any type of a service, but it's also interesting that all these are also personal services, right? A lot of slaves you hire, not as domestics hire, you know. A lot of slaves were not, dom- were not domestic slaves. Okay. So the slave. No, that's the whole point. The slave is doing a service to you, but the question we're asking is, it's the, the examples are things that might be seen as dafka servile, dafka personal, there are other forms of service which are not personal or which are not servile, would those be included? He'd be, oh, now if he lifted you up, maybe I don't know what that means, lifted you, I don't know, onto the horse or something, any, oh, I'm going to be shimin, lo de chazaka gdola chazaka should not be greater than hagba. Shagba hagba works in all places, so my comma, what's that relevant? I don't know what's going on. I'm going to ask you, because here's what the Brighton means. Higbio hula rabok na'o. The higbio, the first higbio, was a slave who lifted the master up, like all the things. The slave was doing a service for the master. Higbio rabo lo, lo kna'o. But if he lifted the slave, that would not work. Amarim Shimon wrote Okay, because this is in Shmuel. This is Tanayim. So this is before Shmuel. Okay, so Amarim Shimon lote chazaka gdolim agba. I don't understand. Why should chazaka work better than agba? Agba kona Hagbah works in all other places.
places, in all places. Now, of course, this seems to exactly be the question of Shmuel, because Agba works by Metaltolin, not by Karka. So it seems like the Tanakhama is saying, no, it has to be Chazaka, and Rabbi Shimon is saying ultimately what Shmuel said. If you do, if you, if you lift up the slave, that should also work. That should be Hagba, just like by all king, by all, by all Metaltolin, Hagba works, okay? So it seems exactly this question of, does the Kinyanim of Metaltolin work? It wasn't just Shmuel, it was also Rabbi Shimon's response to this right Yeah, I don't know why the Gemara did not do that. That's correct, I don't know. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Now we're going to talk, talk you know, like this is going to be a little bit of, a little challenging this next time. Okay, Oh, now that one of the forms of Chazaka is lifting the master up, <coughs> Assuming the master wants to be lifted up. Why not going back to now this is a question that I had once before by you know the comparison by an Isha, Kavachomers, you know, and at the time we sort of said, Well, it's obviously different. Like, you know, that's you know, one is about marriage and intimacy and whatever, and this is about ownership. But of course we cannot ignore the fact, which I think to me just comes right to the surface in this discussion, that uh, you know, slaves, female slaves often were sexual were taken sexual advantage of. Okay? So here the Gemara just sort of does says, oh, okay, well, then that's a form of hagba. You're having sex, assuming the woman's on the bottom, she's causing, you know, her body is making the man's body off the, you know, be lifted up or whatever. Obviously, it's very technical. Let's call that a form, and she's doing you a service, right? But talk about, like, sexual, sex taking sexual advantage, right? Seeing that as a type of a service that a slave does for a master, right? halachically, it's obviously forbidden. So let's call that a hagba. So the says, um, no, no, no. The normal hagba is when, uh, is when it causes a discomfort to the slave. Like it's not something the slave wants to be doing is lifting you up. Right? He'd rather not. Ah, here she gets pleasure. Uh, that would presuming that she desi- is desiring to do it. Right? So the Gemara says, I know, I know, I know, I get it. Well, maybe the Gemara doesn't want to go so far to suggest rape as a form. Of course, why suggesting this? There's an Isser of, uh, right, Justin Church, even if she's willing, there's an Isser. Anyway, so the Gemara says, Shalokadar let's say it's anal sex and therefore the Gemara assumes that that doesn't, does, is not pleasurable for the woman that's the Gemara's assumption so that would be a case of Zemitzta'er I'm Rabbi Achia Bar'ada how do you know that they both don't have pleasure in that act? And also, it says, which is how we learned that in, in Kolotar Kula, anal sex is considered like vaginal sex. So if it doesn't work by, by vaginal, it shouldn't work by anal. Okay, so that's how we exclude it. Of course, the whole Havamina is very um, disturbing. And yes, also the fact that it's ignoring the rape possibility. Yes, yeah, get, get as close to rape as possible. <laughs> with that, with that suggested right exactly Rabbi Yehuda Handua now yes so he is from Hindu look at Rashi Rabbi Yehuda Handua Rashi says the first wide line at the bottom Me'eretz Kush or actually Kushi Kush meaning Hindua okay so anyway so this Hindu this person from India so he was a convert who did not have any re- what? Kush is Ethiopia but I'm assuming that it's being used for any Kush is what? a country down there in yeah. the Pacific somewhere <laughs> I think he's a place he's not a Hindu he's not a Hindu what? he's not Hindu Hindu sounds like a place that's what I said India that's why I said India like why is that Hindu that's what you're saying I was assuming the Persian Empire right I know that's a good point 
I was assuming that it was, it was serving as some generic name for a people a place where people have darker skin. But I don't know. What is it? What do your English says about that? Yes. Does it say India? It says Ethiopia. So, so Hindua just is a word for Ethiopia, according to that. Okay, okay, fine. Anyway, okay, so he was an Ethiopian. Honduras. 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 He was a convert who had no heirs. He did not have children after he had converted. Cholosh, and he was sick, meaning and he was on his deathbed. Omar Marzutra went to um, ask after his well-being. Chazye, so he went to just say a bigger cholim call, but you know, sometimes he gets some, there's some fringe benefits. Because Chazye, the Taki Rayama, he saw that he was about to die. Tuva, like he was very, really at the last, uh, you know, at the... At, at, right. that the Om Hava had seized him, right? That's what it means of the better world. Oh, is that what it means? I thought it meant, I just, I, no, I thought it just meant that this world was too much for him. It is an interesting idiom. Taki, the world has had t- taken it and control, take it, seized him too much. I thought it meant like this world was getting to be too much. No, I don't know. Anyway, I, whatever it means, it means he's on the verge of death. Okay, so anyway, so what's going to happen? The Gare is going to die, and he has no heirs, so all this property will be ownerless. Okay, what a great opportunity to be around when that happens and then to seize all the property. So the question is going to be... Exactly, it's a pastoral fight. Exactly, you know. So, um, so anyway, all right. <laughs> it's a fringe benefit, right? Anyway, so, okay, the rabbi that they say, we're going to sign you on for a contract, $100,000 for Ferrari and a brand new Taz. No, I'll take everything, but I won't take the Taz. Well, I won't take the Taz. Well, I have a policy. No fringe benefits. <laughs> but I'm done. Okay, anyway. All right, anyway. All right, anyway. So, uh, okay, anyway. So, the point is that the slave, though, if he didn't seize the slave in advance, then once the gear dies and the slave becomes ownerless, you know who owns the slave? The slave. Yeah. He becomes free because he no longer has an owner. So he needed to prevent that. So Amalei so he said to the servant of this, uh, the slave of this Rabbi Yudah Handua, Shalif Limisani, you know, could you take my shoe off for me? So I'm Tinu Levesa and bring it to my house. So therefore, if in the time it would take to bring him to the house, I'll take 20 minutes and he dies in the next 20 minutes. When, as soon as this guy dies, the slave is in the middle of doing this service. So I am in the middle of doing this chazaka to the slave at when, when he Die. So he yeah. never has a moment of being free. He the service when he was still owned by somebody else. So yeah, but as that presumably doesn't matter. As long as he's doing the service at that critical moment, then I take possession of him. Okay, Igadami, now some say Gadolhaya, that he was an, he was an adult. Uh, the slave that when Rav Huna when Rav Huna dies then he goes to life which according to Rashi means to life means he goes under the control of the living he transfers to the other person the Yadami some say what does this mean when Rav Huna Hunda died okay and Marzutra Rashi says goes to life I would say the slave transfers over to the control of the living person okay the slave did not have a choice now you know the slave doesn't get to say if he wants to be controlled uh, the question is, apparently the point is if you are doing a chazaka uh, well that's going to be the question let's read the next line okay and I'll tell you what Tosu says some say he was a minor now Rashi's girsa is everybody else has the girsa but we'll read it like Rashi first let me tell you a little secret I Gemara follows Rashi. Every time Rashi says Hachi Garcinan, and you look in the Gemara and you 
okay, of course, Hachi Gashim, and that's what it's written here. It's because the editor of the, the person who printed the Gemara used Rashi's Girsa to write this text, okay? This is not, that's no evidence that that's the standard text. Often, it's, it's, an, it's the standard text is otherwise, and this is the way Rashi edited it. Okay, Udulok Abashel, not like Abashel. Tatanya Ger Shemei Subizviz Yisrael Nechasav. If a Ger dies and, a, the, and then, you know, the Jew sort of took, seized the property, the Ayuben Avadim Ben Gedolim Ben Ketanim, and so there was here a gap. The their Ger died, and a day later that was seized by a, by a Jew. If they were slaves, whether adults or minors, Kanu Atzmim Bnei Chorim. They take possession of themselves because there was this gap in time. So, so even... Not, not Kona, because that was when there was a gap in time. In our case, there was no gap in time. But that's even a minor can be Kona himself. A minor is seen in such possession of himself that even though normally we say a Katan doesn't have a Yad, but at a deep level, you're in possession of yourself even as a minor. So as soon as the owner died, even as a minor, you owned yourself. Abishalom, Abishal says no. Gedolim kanu atzmim b'nei charim. That's true by Gedolim. They have a yad, so they 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 can take possession of themselves. Ketanim, the miners, after their owner died, they remained owned by nobody, and they weren't able to possess themselves. And in those cases, kol machzik v'hem zacha b'hem, anybody can take possession. So the reason the Rashi says is ika da'ami to loka Abishal is because if it was a miner and had you paskin like Abishal, you wouldn't have had to do this trick, right? You wouldn't have had to make sure you were possessing him at that very second. There could be a gap in time. So why did he have to do this trick to be possessing him at the immediate moment? That's only not like Abishol that, that even a minor uh, according to the Chachamim would be able to possess himself. So therefore you had to be in possession of him at that very second. That's the way Rashi reads it. Tosros and many other Rishonim read it Abishol and they say the opposite. They say, why do we have to assume that he was doing this to ensure that the Ger did not take possession of himself? He was doing this for another reason. Even if the Ger could, even if not the Ger, even if the Evid could take possession of himself, why would he have wanted to have been having the Evid work for him at the moment the guy died so that somebody else didn't beat him to taking possession of the slave? Okay? So therefore, you don't need to explain, right, even if, you know, even according to Abba Shaul, right, the Ger couldn't, couldn't take, you know, the Ger, uh, you know, even in a minor, even if the Ger, even if the slave wouldn't go free, he would have wanted to have been doing this so that nobody else would beat him to it. So Tosa says, so that's why it's like Abba but Tosa goes further and he says the following and he says, no, when the Gemara in the end is saying that it's a katan and it's like Abba Shaul, so it's saying like this, it's only a case of a katan because if it were a case of a gadol, Here's, you, you might appreciate this. This might have been implicit in some of your questions. If it were a case of a gadol, even if he was doing chazaka at the moment the guy died, the, the gadol would still go free. At a deep level, right, the idea that somebody fundamentally is in possession of themselves and it reverts to that when the owner dies, right, even if I am trying to do a chazaka exactly at that moment, this person's ownership of themselves takes precedence over the chazaka that I am doing. So therefore... With the death of the master. With the death of the master. So therefore, if it was a gadol, it wouldn't have worked. If it's a katan, like Abishol, that's when it does work. The katan is, cannot take possession of himself, and therefore, the reason he did it was so somebody else wouldn't beat him to the punch, okay? And it only makes sense like a katan like Abishol, but another... But if it was a gadol, or if it wasn't like Abishol, then the slave's possession of himself would take precedence over me possessing him even at that moment. Okay, yes. This is what I'm understanding. The original Avadim Kanani, right? Uh, presumably. Nasa went into Eretz Yisrael and captured them, right? Mm-hmm. I am from the original inhabitants, right? So what's the difference? So this guy 
get himself free, but now I'm, I'm quote-unquote capturing him. And I was like, why can't I do that? Can I just go, uh, go and just capture him? They're my slaves. Isn't that the model? Yeah, so that is a question about how does slavery, slavery how, how does it begin altogether? And it is true. It has something to do with, like, Hebrew, Shmucham, and whatever. But that's a case of, like, yes, of a violent, forceful possession. It's very different here that he happens to be doing a service to me, you know? I mean, and would it work if it wasn't in the context of a war? Could I sneak into somebody's house and steal their babies and then they make them my slaves? No. Right? I mean, no. I mean, so, look, that's obviously the deep disturbing thing is we're talking about buying slaves. How did somebody get to be a slave in the first place? Mostly it happens through war. Okay, but it doesn't happen, but not on an individual private so basis. And here it was not a forceful type of a possession. He was just doing a service so for according me. According to then, Halafa, and I'm really trying to understand this, like, you know, right about the Kibush, you know, right. the time of Yeshua, like a couple generations later, so I can't just capture someone and make them my slave. Right, I mean... Does he owe me a debt? Like, you know, non-Jew, I can't... Right, right. I mean, look, you're right. I think, I mean, I think that, that I have to go back to this. I think I saw you didn't get in or whatever, but the basic understanding is that that happens through. Look, if you're buying from a non Jew, I think then there's the question about how much does that, do, do we sort of set the rules for that? And that goes for how much, like, you know, the non Jewish countries got whatever, recognize what defines somebody a slave there, right? So as I think, I, I don't know, I have to go look at it again. But the standard example is, is that, yes, is that something, somebody captured in the con, in war, okay? Not just like grab somebody and steal them. What happens if the government in which the non-Jewish government that somebody can be taken as a slave for various reasons, do I have to work, does it follow those rules and then they're sold to me? Right. Like, that might be correct. I don't know. I'd have to check again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we spoke of free will as part of this aspect of slaves. So, what if the slave said to my neutral, I won't take shoes. I, my, my master's dying and I'm yeah. free and fine. Right, exactly. He could have said that. I mean, because, yeah, he was Marzu- he was he was this Rav Yehuda slave. Right. right? Now, you know, it is so interesting that if you, the, the, the guy who was dying said yeah li- do, do that for him then how much you know he's really doing it because of at the best of his master but I guess the point is well after his master dies though you know again you don't sort of look at the, I do realize that part of what's funny about this is is that this act at the initial at the initial at the beginning of the act was not about being a you know owing a service to this person it was doing it because of the service to his other master so how the nature of that act changes in midstream is very funny say that. right yeah right right although you know there obviously must have been a presumption part of what it means being a slave is my master has guests I take care of them whatever but nevertheless it wasn't done as a in terms of a slave relationship to this guy so and then that changes in midstream yeah that it's like to at least some support it's sort of like a Kedushin situation let's say it was a Gadol yeah. Well, that I was thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, that you can't do that. Right. Then she's kind of doctor. Right. 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 Okay. The Now we get to the complicated case in the Mishnah about who owns the money and who's doing the kini kesef. Because of ayudei acherim, so other people's money, according to Rabbi Meir. Um, so the word says because of ayudei in other people's money. Yes, of aloy he can't give his own money. Now what's the case? This is according to Rabbi Meir. That other people are paying the money and they have not asked the slave if he wants to be freed. So, and then that's when it works. 
Michti, Shaminan Leila Rabbi Meir, we know Rabbi Meir holds, Damar Chov Gulevet, Shayetim Miyad Rabbi Lecheres. Rabbi Meir says you can't say Zachin by freeing a slave. A slave might not want to be free. Okay, there are more restrictions on him as a non slave and so on. So the classic example of that is I write a Star Shikhrur and I say, my slave isn't around, and I say to Michael, Michael, accept this Star Shikhrur on behalf of my slave. So normally we say Zachin Adam Shalabafanav. You can do something for somebody's behalf, but remember, says it doesn't work. That's not necessarily in the slave's best interest. So but for the mayor, so not be Jewish. He wants to not be Jewish. He wants to have a lot of yeah, right, sexual opportunity, whatever it might be. Okay, so therefore he wants to eat trumba, whatever case might be. If he's a, if he's owned by a Kohen. So, according to Rabbi Meir, if it, when it's not a case of a star, somebody is paying the master to free the slave. Did they ask the slave? So, according to Rabbi Meir, if they didn't ask the slave, it doesn't work. You can't do free a slave with the, if he doesn't want it. Okay? I mean, now, by the way, that's not true. A, a third party cannot free the slave. The master can give the slave a star shikh where the slave doesn't have to agree, right? It's Balkar, it could be Balkar. But a third party cannot be part of that if the slave has not agreed. Okay? So, Ilema Shalomi you can do something that clearly is to somebody's benefit, even if they're not around, but not if it's to their detriment. So, so therefore, right? It's not just around; he has to agree to it. So, if a third party is giving the money, it ha- can only be if the slave agrees, according to Rebbe Meir. It must be that the slave is agreeing to this. in, and even so, only a third party can give the money. He can't give the money. Alma. So, what? The, why could he not give the money? Here he is. He wants to be freed. The third party is doing it. Let him give the money. Alma ain't in the below Rabbi. There's no way a slave, according to, could own money without his master owning it. You okay. Presumably, presumably, right. We'll see more about this, but yes. Okay, so that explains why it has to be a third party. Ihachi ain't a safer. So now we understood kesefai derechirim. The slave wants it. He can't own his own money. Other people have to provide the money. Now let's get to the next line. Okay, v'shtar yadeatzmo. But you can give the star directly to the evet. Now, does it, it, well, let's take the Mishnah Kipshuto. It means only to the Evid. Ayudei Atzmo in, it sounds like only to the Evid, Ayudei lo, not to others. Daito, but if he agrees to be freed, because that's the context of other people giving the money for him, Ayudei my lo, why not give it to a third party? If I'm agreeing to be freed, you can, then it's Zachin, then you can give it to a third party. Okay, so we don't understand why you can't give the star to a third party. Ah, so maybe when it says a star atzmo, it means even to him, which would make sense. The money has to come from a third party when he agrees. The star could be either to a third party or to him. That would make sense. So what's the chiddush that the star could go to him? Because it makes a lot of sense. Since Rabbi Meir's whole reason that he can't give money is that he has no ownership on his own, so how do you give him a star? How does he own the star? Anything you give him, it's like the master took it from his right hand and put it in his left hand. If the, st- if the slave is an extension of the master's yad, so, so, so how do you give him, so he can't own money, so how could you give him a star? Ah, give him the other blanket. And the moment that he gets freed, so the, at the same time, he becomes his own domain. Okay. So that explains the, the beginning of the Mishnah. Valotaniachi. But the Brayta teaches not that way. That that's not what Rebbe Meir says. Okay, so again, Rebbe Meir is saying 
because it gets a little confusing, right? Rebbe Meir says, for, okay, Rebbe Meir says, Kesef Ayudei Acherim. So we say that that's Midato, because we say that, that you can't have a third party doing it, according to Rebbe Meir, without it being Midato, because Rebbe Meir says it's a, it's a Chov Le'eved. Okay, Star Ayudei Atzmo, so we want to say that now. It, now we want to say that means af ayudeatzmo. Okay, af. Okay, so it means. So we want to say what that means is, since we're talking about midato here, let's put this here. We've decided that everything therefore means midato. Okay, because that otherwise acherim would not work because because you can only use a third party for midato. So stay the atmo means atmo. I means atmo plus acherim. Okay. This works because of Zochin, or whatever, whatever, just because he's agreeing. Cause, and this works because of Gito Viyada Banke Echad. Okay, Gito Viyada. So the Chiddush is, even though he doesn't have his own money, he can take his own star. But certainly other people can take the star for him. Okay, and all of this is Midato. Okay, that would be a nice read of the Mishnah, but with the Mishnah, but the Brite doesn't teach that way. The Tanya, we turn the Brite, said, Bishtar Yidei Atzmo, V'loh Ayyidei Achirim, Diva Rebbe Meir. Not Ayyidei Achirim. So only Ayyidei Atzmo. So what sense does this make? Why can Bashar only be Ayyadeatmo? As long as it's Midato, and it has to be Midato because you wouldn't somebody else wouldn't be able to give the money because it's a a chov leather. So let somebody else take the star for him. Why can only he be the one that takes the star? Okay? So, yeah, maybe right so that that's a, like a possibility that maybe even if it's me but but then you get to the question about the, how the Kesari works okay so the Lord says Amar Olam Midato you know what we were wrong even though it's a Chov Kesef still works Shalomidato. Why? Vishani Kesef hold the Kanile Baal Karche, Maktile Baal Karche. Since a slave is sold by money against his will, he can be freed by money against his will, which is a certain logic. I can purchase the slave from his master without the slave agreeing. So I can purchase his freedom from his master without the slave agreeing. Okay? So that's sort of a logic. All right? Uh, you know, you're not so sure. Okay. Anyway, that's Abai's argument. Okay, Ihachi uh, says Gemara Star Nami. So he's sold by a star. Let him be freed by a star, even with a third party. No, high star luchud, high star luchud. No, no, no. One star is a star sale. The other star is a star of of, of freedom, of manumission. So they're fundamentally different processes because a star always makes it very clear the nature of the act. Money, the same money that's used to free him, could be used to transfer his ownership. So therefore, fundamentally, that act is seen as well. Could work exactly to turn the ownership. We might as well work to free it. Does not work because of why? Because uh, because that needs to be midato. Because that because uh, it's a chov leavid. You can't have a third party involved unless it's to his benefit. With the exception of kesef, because by a kesef, a third party could have purchased him, so a third party can free him. A third party could have, could have purchased him for star too, no? But that would have been a different star. That's exactly. You just now went through exactly what the gemara so said. No, you don't need the consent of the slave. The master can free his slave against the slave's will. It's only getting you write a star shikha whether the slave likes it or not. It's only to do a, you involve a third party that you need the, the slave's will. 
Okay, the slave, slave can be slave against his will, but you can't get a third party involved against the will of the slave. Okay, so the man says, so so what? So it's different money. No, it's all the same money. Okay, so basically, so Abaye says, and Rav is going to say the same thing. This is actually shalomi dato. It's shalomi dato. So shalomi dato. So you can't still can't do kesavai deyatzmo. He doesn't own his own money. Okay, star can only be ayi deyatzmo because that's the idea. You can you can you can free a slave against his will. You can't give the star to somebody else against his will because you know, why can another person represent the slave against the slave's will? But the chiddush is that somebody can buy his freedom against his will. Why? The same way somebody could have purchased him against his will, he can buy his freedom against his will. That's what Abai says. Star is different. A, a star sale is fundamentally different from a star of from a star of freedom. Rama Amar. Rava agrees to the reader of the Brite. He gives a different explanation why money is different. Kesef Kabbalah's Rabo Garmelo. Star Kabbalah's Achayim Garmelo. Rava says, who's doing the act? In this case, third party pays the money. But the act of freedom comes by the master accepting the money. So you don't say, normally the principle of, you don't say zachin when it's shalomidato, is you're not allowed to represent me if I don't want you to represent me. But if somebody paid money, if you paid money to free me, you're not representing me. The master taking money is the act of freeing. So you, what you did to provide the money, that scene is not fundamentally the act of freeing. The act of freeing is the taking of the money. Okay? So therefore, you don't need the principle of Zachin. But to give a star to a third party, the party who receives the star, it makes a lot of sense. The party who, rece- who normally receives the star? The Eved. So if you're going to receive the star for the Eved, it's only if you represent the Eved, and if you say that it's not a Zachus, only if the Eved wants you to represent him. So the star, you need to be Midas the Eved. Kesef, fundamentally, the master is the act of freeing, is the accepting of the money, so nobody has to represent the Eved and therefore it can work so even Shalom Midato if it is Midato then Shari Dechem would work right but it's Shalom Midato and even so Kesar Dechem works either because it might as well just have been a Seo or fundamentally in the case of Kesef nobody has to represent the slave so therefore it works Shalom Midato whereas by Star the recipient has to represent the slave ok so that is Rebbe Meir now we move on to the okay, Chacham nevertheless this, you know, what we said before still applies that if the, there's a moment who goes free then I can't recapture him so to speak yes the moment the rabbis disagree and they say he can have his own money okay so before we get to the whole Zachin issue now we're dealing with this idea can a slave have his own money and the rabbis say it's possible and therefore he can redeem himself with his own money Are we t- is this to suggest only with his own money and somebody else's money no Am I? Why? We said that even if we said the Mishnah is that the slave isn't aware, doesn't even want it. But Mirti Shamina Lula Rabban, or let's say at least isn't aware. We know the rabbis say Dami Zuchusu Shieti Mitachas Yad Rabbul Cheres that it's a Zuchus for the slave to be freed, and people can operate on the slave's behalf. The Tanina Zachin Adam Shalom B'Fanav in Chavin Lola B'Fanav. So why can't other be other people's money? So the Rambam says Zuchiti Memai Ayde Atzma Af Ayde Atzma, which is probably the Pshat. Yes, of course it works. But it even works his own money because it's possible for a slave to have money. The Kamatul on the Yeshkinian levered below Rabo. Okay, that's a reasonable read. Ihachi Amasefa Bishtar Ayudeacherim. The law Ayudeatma. Okay, so now the rabbis say, right? The Rabbanan say, the Rabbanan say, so this is here. 
we have Kesef and Star. Okay, so Rabbi Meir says Kesef is Acherim and Star is Atzmo. So Kesef is Acherim, why? Because slave can't have money. Slave can't have money. And star is Ayudei Atzmo and Ayudei Echerim because it's a, because it's a chov. And therefore, and it's, all this is Shalom Idata, so nobody else can do it. So Rabbi Meir is Dafka Ayudei Echerim, Dafka Ayudei Atzmo. Right? That's Rabbi Meir. The Chachamim say, Kesef Ayudei Atzmo. And star, what did they say in the Chachamim say? Echerim. Okay, the exact flip of Rabbi Meir. Now, Kesef... <laughs> Alright, we'll worry about that in a minute. Okay, Kesef Ayudei Atzmo, why? Because a slave can own money. A slave can own money, okay? Okay, that's what it means. Now, we're saying, but one minute. Other people should also be able to give because the Rechacham say that it's a Zuchusu. And anyway, even Rabbi Meir who says it's a Chov allows other people to give money. Okay? So Atzmo means even Atzmo, plus Acherim. Okay? Now, if this is Atzmo means plus Acherim, because obviously other people could give the money as well, the Chiddush is that he can only owe money. When this is Acherim, it must mean only Acherim. Right? Yes? Because if this meant Atmo and Achayim, and this meant Achayim and Atmo, then they'd be saying the same thing. So this must mean only Achayim. So only Achayim? Why can't you give a shkar directly to the slaves? Okay? So the Gemara says, um, okay. Um, the Gemara means only Why not? You give a shkar directly to a slave and give a this means even okay so then they're both work for both so that's true um, uh, 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 that even it can work and it's a so or somebody else could do it just wrap them together so we've got a problem how to read this okay you're right Kesef we said is even even Atmo he can own money certainly Acherim because it's a Zuchos that's like we said but you know what this is only Acherim that actually there's a position that says you cannot give the Shtar directly to the slave why? because you do not say he cannot actually take possession of the Shtar which is ironic because if he can own money right. and give money right. and then you can't say Gita Liyado it's very very strange okay anyway but let's take so Rashi actually said well whatever so let's just read it the Gemara says Rabbi Shimon he we'll just get to the end of the of the dot um, Rabbi Shimon Lezer he detanyu Rabbi Shimon Lezer Omer Av Peshtar Ayedechem Veloi Ayedechemo Peshtolish Machlokas Bedav there's a three way debate about this so there's a whole question of Rashi exactly lining up the debate I will just say that because it is very strange that he could have his own money and not give him and not give him a star Rashi actually says that the Rabbanan here does mean Acherim and Atzmo that the Rabbis actually say that both work for both but that the reason it's framed here and saying only Acherim was to sort of allude to this third position of Rabbi Shimon Rashi actually says the Chachamim themselves are not endorsing Rabbi Shimon okay so there's a couple of different issues here one is by the Kesef there's one the question is is it Zachin or not Zachin to allow other people to be involved 
Another question is, can the slave own money? Rabbi Meir says the slave can't own money. It has to be other people's money. The Chum says the slave can own money. Okay, that's one issue. The, okay, the other issue is, by the, can you say, which is a similar question of, can the slave, even in the act of freeing him, have his own sense of property and ownership? So there's three real issues here. One is whether we say Zochin or Chov, okay, where Chachamim says Zochin and Rabbi Meir says Chov, and the, naf- the biggest nafkamin about this would be a case about shtar ayudei acherim. Okay, that's one debate. The other is a question about does he own money? So he owns, can't own, can't, can't own. Okay, where right? Rabbi Meir says can't own, and the Chachamim say he can't. He can own money, and, and right, and that's a question about thank you kesef ayudei atzmo. And then there's a third question about Gito Viyado, Baim Ke'echad. Okay? Viyado, you know, and, that's, and that would be the question about Shtar Ayudeyatsmo. Okay, so those are the thir- three debates, however you exactly line them up. Okay? A Shtar Ayudeyacherim is the question about Zachin or Chov. Can somebody represent him in receiving the Shtar? The Gemara said somebody giving money doesn't have to really represent him. That you don't need Zachin. But to receive a Shtar on his behalf, you need Zachin. Can he own or not own money? Right. Can he own or not own money? Is can he give his own money? Is that even possible for him to give his own money? And can you give a star directly to him? Is kitov yado by him to Yes. Does, does the Evid own the shirt on his back? What? No. Okay, I just want to turn the page. I know we're two minutes over, but I, I need to turn the page for my own sake. So we're not more than a number behind. I'm a rabba. My time is Rabbi Shimon Lezer. Why does Rabbi Shimon Lezer say you can't give him a star directly? Gummer Lalama Isha. He learns from the get of a woman. My Isha Ache Yotzi get When you give the get to the woman, you're giving it to outside. The owner's giving it outside of his control. The woman is a different entity than his. Okay? What? I understand. Stand. Okay. Anyway, um, no, but if you look at Rashi, it says, yes, but nevertheless, the woman is not the property of the husband to the same degree. I'll discuss this more tomorrow. Okay, but the woman is not the property of the husband, so he gives it to somebody who is not his property. So the get has to be given to somebody who is not his property. It can't be given to the slave. Okay, although there is an aspect of Gita Vyada, but it's not to the same degree. Okay, and I guess we will end here. So we didn't really turn the page, but anyway.